Yeah, this is Oz. You're going to notice that this recording is super jank. I'm really sorry. We've been having compression issues with Craig and G-Arc. Uh, folks who listen to The Rock can hear us bitch incessantly about Craig. Also, uh, Leland says hi. So this is going to kind of suck, and I'm really sorry, but this was like the best we could do. Uh, I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen misunderstood emo Malkadian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. So you guys drive off literally across the city into the the nicer areas into the port and commercial districts with nightlife and clubs galore an area that's mostly controlled by baron pieter titus rutger or baron peter his turf butts up against the camarilla's turf and you have to cross the entirety of the camarilla's turf to get there Oh, of course he's in the port district. Uh, I have $10 on him being in the shipping container at the cargo yards. And that's where the conversation starts in the car as you are driving across the city. Cheshire is looking out the window very, very curiously because a lot of this is bright and shining and exciting compared to what he knows and remembers. Sure, he went on a little field trip with Missy and wrecked up a place. This is different. How long has it been, Cheshire, since you walked the realms of men? I'll turn away from the window. He'll just say 53 years. Okay, so you're in the time of Cheeseburger, the Ford Fairlane, maybe the moving pictures with the sound, and things have come a long way since you were taking a nap. Are the cattle still dumb and superstitious? Superstitious, yes. Dumb, some of them. But the ones who know about us, those are the ones who are getting dangerous. And their um, their ingenuity, as you can see outside, extends to the realm of killing kindred. Which is why I mentioned earlier that uh, we can't really fit them all off. So picking them off one at a time now and again, that'll work. But being very obvious and blatant and not hiding bodies, that can be a problem. He'll turn to look at you, Jimmy. He says, that's why you must crush them under feet and rule them. Give them the structure and discipline that they need so that they don't try to rise up. Put a man out on a stick and post them up in your yard and they will know that they do not stand up to you. So you missed most of the Cold War. Yeah, they have bigger weapons that could just destroy whole cities. And if a city became all kindred, it would be turned to dust pretty quickly. He waves a hand dismissively. No, there are not that many in a city that are worthy of the gifts of the blood. 
he needs to listen to We Didn't Start the Fire. That will get him up to speed on everything. Jimmy, you do this too. Oh, right. So, look, things have changed. We have the same powers we used to. They have more tools to defend themselves. I'm sure it's possible what you want to do, what you suggest, but it would take a concerted effort with the Camarilla not existing to really pull that off. It's the smartest thing you've said all night. Camarilla not existing. Yes, well, they are unfortunately a necessary evil at this time. Because if we were to approach this city as I know the Sibat would, we would be met with firing squad. And they have these little bullets with the magnesium in them that make your eyes glow when they pass through your skull. And they set you on fire. It is very rude. This is a technology that the cattle have now. You must be very circumspect in your hunting these days. Yeah, and there's this, this thing. What was it? In Vietnam, where there was like napalm invented, which is like water that sets on fire that they can just spray out of an airplane. So, yeah, they have wonderful tools to that could cause lots of harm to us. To mention the cell phones, always watching us. If we slip up, it's not the cattle that kill us, it's our own kind. It's, it's the cellular phone. I love this thing, it's such wonderful technology. Yeah. Cheshire, do you have a cellular phone? He just kind of looks at you like he has no clue what you're talking about. It is a wonderful handheld device. It holds the sum knowledge of mankind in, in your hand. It's very useful. You can use it to look up uh, places to find noodles or the history of um, colonialism in Africa. And really... You could even use it to make and receive phone calls from other people. It is magnificent. It's overrated. You only see that because you are not willing to learn new technology. Well, last time I picked up a cell phone, it kept on just not working. I typed something up. I would try and send a text message. And what was it? You had to press like three, six times to send a C or something? I don't know. Oh, oh dear. I know I got you the newer phone, but... Well, we can talk about that later, Jimbo. But Jeshaw, do you want to sell your phone? This way it is easy for you to contact and to be contacted. He looks to Missy. Yeah. Maybe we can get a discounted family plan. Oh, Mischief, you know me so well. And Art's going to reach into his hooded sweatshirt pocket, and he's going to pull out a cell phone that looks awfully similar to Missy's. And he's going to hand it back. Pretty sure he's now able to track Cheshire wherever he goes. Shh, 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 No, no, I didn't say it. I'm just thinking it. I still say shush, 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 shush. <laughs> he will reach out and take it as though you were handing him a live snake. That is wise, but it is not dangerous until you really turn it on. The true, the true power behind it is customized ringtones for the people who contact you. It's very useful. 
Missy will kind of turn around in the seat, get up like on her knees so she can kind of be halfway back into the back seat, take the phone out of his hand and start messing with it and make sure her number's in there and set a ringtone. What's your ringtone? Darth Vader's theme music. That is apropos. I can only imagine that your plan is to not drive around the city and hope to find upon this person you're looking for. We have somebody in the vehicle who has potentially decades, if not centuries, of experience hunting other kindred. I am expecting for him to kiss scent, as it were. But I was also checking my handshakes. No, that was Jimmy's thought. Drive around until, I don't know, we find something? Yes, but I am driving. Well, I'm glad someone else has a better plan. He delegates. He knows how to be a proper leader. This is a person you want running your domain. I, I have questions, storyteller. Sure. Baron Pater Titus Rutger, is he of the Toriador? He is Ventru. He is Ventru? Hmm. Very interesting. Well, nominally I would go visit him and say, hey, we are hunting on your domain because we have heard that somebody might be getting a blood hunt soon, but we're not supposed to be here. So we must be circumspect in our hunting, which is why we brought Cheshire. Cheshire should be the one who is hunting this man. So you just want to pull over and set him loose and then follow him? Like a hound dog? Will. Yes. This is a commercial district with nightlife and clubs. We should be able to find a parking lot and let him out and look like a bunch of people out on the town. Three souls looking for a good time. And I'm going to go ahead and cloak my movements in the normal way. How's he supposed to find this guy? I don't know. He has decades of experience. And how are we supposed to make sure he doesn't, you know, stray from the path? Ars is going to give Missy a look. It's someone else's domain. Should we really care? Maybe I should go with him. Maybe you should go with him. Yes, and I'll just, you know, when he finds the mark guy, we'll let him do the thing, and I'll I'll stand, I'll, I'll, I'll be back away. I won't even be there, involved. So, Art's going to go find a place to park. Parking garage, side street, whatever. Easy peasy. Everybody piles out. Yes. And then Art is going to pull Missy aside. Mischief, I want you to know this. Cheshire will likely ask you to make the kill. I want to know if you are comfortable with that. I thought the idea was he does it. He's the one that's all kill happy. Yes, I agree with this. But Cheshire has a special soft spot in that hole where our hearts would be for you. I do not know why. But I think he is going to ask you if you want to do this deed. feel mildly insulted, number one. Number two, I'll tell him he has to do it in order to be part of the game. Very well. I just want to alert you to the potential danger that you are walking into. But I will be keeping my eyes on you. All right, Mischief? Okay. I imagine you go up a couple of floors in this parking garage. You guys are having your conversation off to the side. He's going to 
quickly walk to the edge and look out over it, just kind of getting a overview of the city from this area. And he just sniffs at the air, just like trying to catch a scent. But who knows what ventures smell like? They smell like money. Did he say that to him? Yes. I'll turn to Jimmy after Jimmy mentions that, you know, they smell like money. It's like they like to flaunt it in their lineage. You know who his sire is. Where we can find them. Sire is uh, Stephen Cohen. I don't know much about him, to be honest. He, uh, I think he owns a club or something down here. Or maybe manages it. Let us start there, then. Who knows, if this person is in much trouble, he'll be happy to be rid of him. Mm, no, no, probably not. If we're going in, kind of well-known, and I need to keep a lower profile, because hunting on someone else's domain can get me killed. Or at least in big trouble. Thought you were doing them a favor. I'm doing someone else a favor who wants... There's a bit of an internal squabble between people in power. He just rolls his eyes and shakes his head. Yeah, camera real bullshit. I get it. Here are the tools of the antediluvians. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I'm working for one group who wants him dead, or at least some punished, I guess would be a better term. Uh, but I want him dead. And yeah. I can't really be seen doing it. And he'll give you his full attention. Are you gifted in the ways that cloud the mind? I am. Good. Then you won't be seen. Mm, not if there's a room full of people. And cameras. That people will potentially be monitoring. And uh, well, we are going into a place managed by a Ventru, so there's likely to be fewer. Still better to keep a uh, a lower profile. Well, let's lead the way to this club then. Alrighty, oh, I believe it's uh, just a couple blocks from here. Jimmy will head for the stairs. I'm assuming we're on like a third floor of a parking garage thing. Missy is following the two of them, and Art is doing art things where he is. Um, Unseen in the night. Yeah, this is correct. You guys begin heading off to Mr. Cohen's club, the Crown Jewel. As you guys are taking a little walk through the city, are you looking for anything particular, or are you just kind of taking it in, going to the club, and tending to get answers there? Yeah, probably go in, have... Cheshire do whatever he needs to do there, and Jimmy will be sure to not use all. Um, Jimmy, you, you just want Cheshire to go in there and do the talking and ask where this guy is? No, but I figured he would need to do some sort of... I don't know. He, he hunts. I don't know what hunting involves. Alright, well, how about you take him to a corner and let him do his thing, and I'll go ask bartender if they know where the guy is. Alright. So... Probably know Cheshire's just gonna walk around sniffing everyone. I mean... 
It's dogs that would sniff at butts, not cats. So I don't expect Cheshire to. Anyway, yeah, let's go. With a confused look, she's going to make her way towards the bar. Oh, God. She's underage. Art, I assume you're also going inside. Oh, yes. I am going to try to remain well out of hand of any wandering hands that might be in there. Roman hands and Russian fingers, so to speak. Are you lingering more with Missy or more with Jimmy and Cheshire? I am going to be lingering with Mischief. So, Missy, as you're going around, going up to the bar, just kind of taking in the area, you're going to notice that there's more than the average number of drug dealers, it seems like, in here. Sure, you may find one or two in a club just, you know, selling mood-enhancing chemicals, but there's like four or five in here, which is unusual. Okay. Missy and Art are also going to notice that there are a few kindred that are in here that are people you've seen at Elysium, people that you've seen around that are just here. They don't seem to be congregating. Though there's like ones over there and they're clearly having a conversation with a bunch of people. Somebody's over there talking to the one or two of the drug dealers. So there are other vampires in the area potentially doing exactly what you're doing. Jimmy, you're keeping your head down. There are a lot of people here that are mostly kind, as it were. And you will notice that Cheshire clocks the two vampires that you guys easily see. He gives them a long look and then pulls out the little picture that you guys gave him of the guy. It's like, all right, not him. But he does a very human thing in that in looking at them, he licks his lips. Noted. Missy, in going up to the bar, it takes you pretty long to actually get a hold of the bartender's attention. And when he comes over to you, he puts down a glass in front of you with a cherry in it. It's a little little fizzy drink. And he just kind of looks at you like, what can I get you? I'm looking for a look for a guy. He told me I could maybe find him here if I was in the area to, to look him up. He looks a little confused for a moment. Because, you know, you're a child in his eyes. The Shirley Temple is fizzing away in front of you. Mm-hmm. And he'll lean down a little bit. What, uh, what guy... Brady, Brady Kelly? I I met him at a a party a a while ago, and I was in the area, and I remembered that this was the the club he's at that he sometimes hangs out. Have you seen him? You can see a flash across his face that he clearly knows that name, and his whole demeanor kind of changes a little bit. He goes from, you know, bartender happy and... If not inviting, given your apparent age, but to a more standoffish sort of act. It's like, I haven't seen him in a little while. He hasn't been around here. He's not here tonight. Sorry that I can't help you anymore. Do you know any other places he might hang out? I mean, you know, I really would like to, to find him again. And he did, you know, say to look him up, and I 
think it'd be pretty rude for me to be all the way here and not hook up. Well, uh, yeah, I hate to tell you, but I don't really know any place else that you're going to find him right now. He's, uh, I don't expect to see him around anytime in the near future. But I tell you what, if you want to leave me a number, I'll give it to him if I see him. We should give him a, a fake number. Just like a completely fake number? Yeah. Unless Art has given her a burner phone number to, like, give out. Of course Art would have done that. Okay, then I'll give the number that Art has said, ah, this is a burner number you can give out. Sure, write it down on a little bar napkin and do you write your name on it or do you write some other name? Uh, I'll write some other name. Candy. As I'm doing that, just kind of nonchalantly, just mention, well, I mean, maybe Steven, he, he said he also had a friend, Steven. Do you know where he is? As you say that name while handing him this bar note, he's going to stop, and you can feel where his hand touches yours, that his hand is warm. Did you want to have blush of life before you did this, or are you cool being a cold dead vampire? I'm cool being cold. It's cold outside. It's October. Cold hands, warm heart, they say, right? Exactly. So he will look down at the note, and he will very clearly be able to feel your hands, and then we will cut over to Jimmy and Cheshire. Anything interesting? Cheshire is going to look at these two. It's like, they look like they might be feeding, but it's very possible they're here doing the same thing we are. Hmm. If they're after the same prey that we are, we should remove them. Yeah, see, that would make it obvious that we're here. Has he pointed them out? Can Jimmy take a look at them? At the two vampires? Yeah. Is there a role I could make to know them, potentially? So as you and Cheshire are talking, and you more or less lock eyes with one of these guys, maybe not necessarily them noticing you, but you recognize Donovan. Would I know if Donovan is from this domain? He is most likely part of the Baron Gerald's. But as a Bruja, he can kind of have allegiance to a lot of different people with no real clan affiliation. There's no Bruja like primogen or anything like that. But yeah, Cheshire, change of plans. We need to we need to fix the problem. He watches you look at this guy and gets a, an excited look on his face as you walk by him towards this guy. Hey, Tony. What you doing here? And you'll see as you walk up that he's talking to a few people. You get the idea that maybe he was just looking for a bite. He's got a beer in his hand, and uh, these two people here who were selling drugs to others. He'll straighten up, roll his shoulders back. Have a good night, Jimmy. What are you doing here? He's your boyfriend. (laughs) Um, So, uh... Been a while here. Mind if I have a seat? He'll look to his two compatriots. 
Is this business or is this personal? Because I'm getting the feeling it's a little personal right now. You know, I haven't yet decided. Should we make it personal? I don't think you want that. It's been ages since I've gotten in a good proper scrap. Yeah, it probably was when your hair was back in style, so I get it. Uh, Jimmy's going to pick up uh, Donnie's beer, drink some of it, and then throw the bottle in his face. Art, you're hanging around Missy. She's having this conversation with the bartender. Are you doing anything, or are you just going to wait for the chaos to explode? I am going to be scoping the surveillance cameras, because they are going to belong to me by the end of the night. And when the tussle starts, now you'll know I will be moving with the alacrity. There are a few in the place. Nothing that seems excessive or unusual to you, being somebody who's into security of the electronic variety. How are you planning on manipulating them? Well, the easy way would be to run a loop. Since I can go directly to the cameras, I know nobody would notice I am here. But I am also interested in the security tapes because they might show our prey. So I suppose I'm going to have to find the security room, which is definitely on site. And when Jimbo here gets into his altercation, I know that the room that all the security boils out of is going to be next to the surveillance camera recorder tape. Pretty easy for you to find the employee area. Linger around invisibly for a minute or two and then door pushes open as a bouncer comes out and you just slink back in there. Look around a little bit. You see an office here, an office there, and then there's a small small room full of electronics with wires and TV screens there is a person that is in here that is paying attention. He's got a staff shirt on. It's just watching security cameras and minding his own business for the moment. We all bully for him. He is going to have to either go outside or go to sleep. How would you like to make that happen? I know that if I do not silence him with a single expert strike, he is going to call for the alarm. So we are going to attempt subterfuge instead. Are there radios in this room or in a nearby room? They would have a little rack of rechargeable short-range radios that they could talk into to communicate with each other. There's a few that are missing out of it, obviously, as there are people that are working and wearing them. He has one. Art is going to sneak one, and then he's going to step outside the room. He is going to make sure it's turned on and tuned into the right channel, because it should be the default channel on the radio. And then, he is going to try to coax the man out by saying, there, There's another guy here, he, he looked like he might have a weapon, I, I'm going to get everybody available to the back door. Cutting back over to Missy, as you are handing this note over to this bartender, he's touching and noticing your hand. You're going to hear a noise from the dance floor area. And looking over in that direction, you're going to see Jimmy throw a beer bottle at another person. Just utter disappointment. The other guy 
goes to duck out of the way, but Jimmy hits him square in the chest. He's got beer all over him now. His two friends are are putting their things down, and you see them reaching under their coats. As he comes back up, and he's like, you motherfucker, and he goes to swing at you. Oh, yeah, he's going to punch back. Maybe the other guy's not taking it seriously. Maybe he's distracted by trying to not, you know, use superpowers in front of people, but you manage to to hit him. So he's going to take just a just a good, solid, manly punch on the jaw. The question I have is, do you think that the good punch on the jaw, the, the beer in his face, the drink in his beard, do you think that's enough for Jimmy to, like, come down from his knee to show his dominance on somebody else? Oh, uh, yeah. He put him in his place. He showed him that you're the main man. Yeah. And you don't make fun of 80s hair. Yeah, right? Like, yo, my style is so much better than your leather jacket, punk haircut, spiky fucking dollar bullshit. Do you say something to that regard, or do you just kind of let it? Uh, yeah, he'll say, 80s punk is better than whatever trash you're wearing now. So he is going to come back up. He's going to take a wipe of his chin where there's a little bit of blood from where you popped him in the jaw. He's be like, you motherfucker. And we're going to get into a full on like scuffle going on here with dust clouds and limbs popping out of places. And Cheshire is, of course, going to get involved. Missy and Art, what are you guys doing as Art calls out? Missy, you could probably hear it. The bartender likely has a radio behind the counter. Where you hear a goofy voice say something along the lines of, there's a guy at the back that they need help with. And a scuffle breaking out on the floor, and I assume the bartender is now no longer concerned with me. He's got bigger fish to fry. It's one of those things where like, he was touching your hand, he looked over to the side and was like, oh shit. She was going to look and see if maybe his cell phone was set down somewhere. You intend to steal it, I imagine? Yes, I intend to, to yoink it. And let Art maybe go through it and see if he can find anything. She knows me so well. Okay. So. All right. So I got my force, I got my phone, and um, nobody saw me, and I could just uh, step outside? You can begin to step outside. It'll take you a minute or two to get there. That's what I'm doing. Art, you're going to hear come over the radio. It's like, oh, we got a fight on the, over on the dance floor. Uh, you're going to have to wait with that guy out there, though. That, that's affirmative. All available hands to the dance floor. You can go back in and see if that guy's in his room. Duh. So as you come back around the corner, you're going to see that dude that was in there. Door pops open. He comes running out, and he starts heading out towards the dance floor. Jimmy, there are several people throwing punches and kicks. You will hear the loud crack of bone as Cheshire takes some dude's arms and breaks it. You felt like you got what you wanted, but this dude just would not back down and then started throwing fists again. What are you going to try and do here? Jimmy will realize he's made a great mistake because he needed to prove to someone he was useful, but now he's, it's very clear people know he was here. 
And, well, Cracking Bones is not subtle. No, neither is Cheshire, so. All right. Like, multiple things at once are going to happen here. He is going to try and punch you, but Cheshire is going to try and grab him. Do that thing where, like, you guys are squaring off, and he's going to come up behind the dude. Get him up under the arms and shoulders. He's throwing a punch at you, and you're like, oh shit, and you kind of turn your head away from it. You just see his arm pull back in a very, un not like unnatural, but in a very unexpected and unfluid motion as the one in a fight would. And when you look, you see that Cheshire has his arm underneath Donnie's right arm up to his shoulder. Cheshire's left arm has Donnie's head and is just kind of like pulling it to the side hand, fingers all in the hair, and it's just kind of manhandling him a bit. Which allows you to get in a few more quick punches. Missy, you're trying to leave this place? Yeah. I'm going to get outside and find a place maybe across the street to kind of duck into the shadows and then send a text to Art letting him know I got bartender's cell phone. Maybe we can find something in that. But Jimbo messed up. He started a fight, and I don't know what to do now. Are you using any supernatural things to get out, or are you just trying to head down walk out? Uh, head down, walk out. I assume the bigger show is out on the dance floor and not at the door. That's pretty easy to assume. Well, you're going to be able to get out of the club easily this go-round. Art, you are in the command center, and Missy is texting you right now that Jimmy has started a fight. Yeah, the, the text notification he gets is Joker from the Dark Knight. Want to know how I got these scars? And so he'll check his phone, kind of smile, and he's going to pull the available security tapes, and he's going to shut down the surveillance system so nobody has any video proof that they were here. That is trivially easily for you to do, to just start flicking switches, turning off things, and uh, Jimmy is covered by his coterie once more. Yes, well, we're all in this together, apparently. Apparently. He'll do one quick cast around to see if there's anything else of interest on my way out here. There is something interesting here, but it's a big rack of old security tapes. <gasps> but it is large and it's bulky, and it will be super missed if somebody takes it. And you know that this is a vampire-owned club, so the chances of them having something super incriminating on them is low. But there's this big box of potential goodies. How many of the goodies can I fit in my hoodie before I leave? You're just going to grab some at random? Well, I am going to take the most recent ones, and then I'm going to take some of the ones off of the top as well. We're going to start at both ends. Sure, so you'll just grab a few and throw them in your pockets and start getting out of here. Duh. Meanwhile, Jimmy is in a dust-up. Donnie is restrained for the moment. Cheshire, you, you can see that he's he's got a look in his eyes, and he's you can see his fangs are coming out a little bit. The two drug dealers. I assume you threw a few punches their way. A few, of course, but they're not my main focus. 
of course not. They're just blocking you from your main focus. You will also be able to see that there are bouncers coming through the crowd, assuredly coming after you. What do you want to do? All right, Cheshire. Uh, uh, yeah, let's let's head out. We uh, we're getting kicked out soon. Look past you. He sees the two bouncers come through on the one side, two more on the other side, and people on cell phones taking pictures and stuff. He's going to look at you and just push this guy towards you to see what you're going to do with it. Because here he is, neck bared and just kind of pinned up. Uh, Donnie is going to try and struggle out of it because fuck you, I'm in a fight. Well, if Donnie's thrown at... I imagine Donovan gets pushed, trips a couple steps, head down, and Jimmy just kind of grabs the back of his head and smashes it into his knee. Just give him the good old, the old stop sign there. Yeah. Hopefully breaking his nose. As you go to try and grab a hold of him, Donnie will pull himself out of the two quick stumbles, and he is up standing straight and normal. He's clearly started to take this a little bit more seriously because you could tell his movements were not natural. They were clearly supernatural. He was using some form of celerity to catch himself and right himself. And he's going to look at the bouncers and be like, do your fucking jobs. Get this asshole. They're going to close in on you, the, the four of them. Yeah, Jimmy's going to try and run. The good news is, is you have fleetness. Yes. The chances of you getting away are very high. While also saying, yeah, Cheshire, let's, let's get out now. Cheshire, I'll pause for a moment, look at these two guys, do some mental math in his head, and follow your lead running out of here. You guys are fleeing the scene. One of the bouncers is going to get his hand on your vest. And as you're pulling away from him and he's pulling you back, your vest is going to rip. So it's one of those things where, you know, Captain Kirk always ends up in a fight with his shirt off. You're going to be able to run outside and you, your vest is missing. The guy inside has it. Uh, I mean, he has like another six at home, but... He does. But super clear evidence that you guys were here. I can say just trying to get intel on what would likely be a hunt. We weren't feeding on anyone. We weren't actually hunting. We're just, yeah, we can work something around this. As Jimmy leaves with Cheshire, he looks over to Cheshire and he says, I know we could have taken them, but it would cause too much of a scene. And body's not good, even though we weren't subtle. Let's get to the car. He'll look from you to the guys coming out there to the commotion in the streets and he'll just like, ah. you can see his fangs are still out and he will follow you for the moment. And as you guys get back outside, Missy, you can see the two of them come out. She'll start following them back towards the car, but she's not going to like run up to them. She'll assume Art gets out because Art always finds a way. I mean, he's like life in that way. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And Art, you're following after them? I am, unless somebody has left a, another piece of evidence behind, then I should probably take care of that. You will be able to hear walking through the club and other things that kind of calm down a little bit. People talking about the fight and people are showing each other videos on their cell phones of the fight. Mm. It will take a little bit more effort to remove. We'll see what happens. Well, the easiest way. What song was playing when they were fighting? I believe I saw a suggestion of Ballroom Blitz. So I will set up a copyright strike that will automatically take all videos down when they are uploaded to the social medias. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, July 29th, 2020, part two of Let's Go Find Us Adventure. Going on an adventure. He needs to listen to We Didn't Start the Fire. That will get him up to speed on everything. Jimmy, you do this too. (laughs) (laughs) And Cheshire is, of course, going to get involved. Of course he is. It's basically what you brought him here to do. Not to this guy. <laughs> yeah, you were supposed to contain him. No, no, no. It's fine. They call it collateral damage. <laughs> it's a team building exercise. <laughs> oh, good. We're gonna eat this guy too. Wonderful. Um, uh, Jingle is just putting putting me in team. That's all. As you guys all get back into the car to talk about what just happened, uh, I feel like that's a good time to call this because it gives me wonderful things to do. Yes, it does. Fucking Jimbo. (laughs) Yeah. Talking about, oh, you'd be subtle. You're going to be a baron. (laughs) Well, I looked at my skills and I realized everything is an intimidate. It would have worked too if I didn't roll three tens. Yeah, like that is just a bullshit roll. Yeah, because <laughs> it was six dice and fifty percent of them were tens. That's super 